The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, will join us just in a moment. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. We have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always try to bring different people that Kathy and I are impressed with onto our show. And today we have Ann Farrell, who is the founder and president of Quantum Endeavors. We'll get her to talk a little bit about what Quantum Endeavors uh, does. Let me give you a little bit of background about Ann. She's a professional certified coach and she has worked for 30 years in various leadership roles at Navistar International Corporation, a Fortune 200 company. She is the only woman to rise from an entry level to the top of the house in its 150-year history of this Fortune 200 uh, company. So you're really getting someone who not only talks about leadership, has actually been a leader, and uh, has come up through the organizations with all the trials and tribulations. And she combines her years of corporate experience testing what works best in her own career with coaching of best practices to create trademark programs and tools that have consistently delivered great results for more than 50 of the Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, but also wildly successful individuals. She is an executive, a business and leadership coach who ignites high performance in people and organizations through revolutionary Leadership, revolutionary leadership. So I just say that again. We'll have her explain what that really means. Her passion for empowering people uh, to fully step into their personal and professional best is at the heart of her coaching. It's only when we step out of the role and into the real are we able to access the great leader that lies within. So all very, very provocative stuff we'll get um, and to talk a little bit more about that. And... Some of her clients include the Chicago Cubs organization, GE, Navistar, where she has worked, uh, Allstate Insurance, British Petroleum, Alcoa Corporation, National Speakers Bureau, Players' Choice, Sara Lee Corporation. So as you can see, many, many top companies. So we're getting someone who's really been uh, out in the field and bringing back some best practices for us. And that's why we have her. We always want to bring leaders who bring current leadership topics, interviews of proven leaders, and we want to provide uh, evidence-based practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And as one of the uh, top leaders and coaches around, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, coaches and leading uh, executives to help their companies on the applications of her proven happiness equals profit strategies. Dr. Greenberg is the co-founder of the renowned executive 
Consultancy, H2C, stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People, and is the author of many multiple bestsellers and is a much-demand conference speaker. And Kathy, welcome. Well, thank you, Relly. I'm delighted to be here today with uh, Anne, and um, I'm very excited to hear more from Anne. As you know, we met Anne not too long ago at the International Coach Federation Conference, and we were just really excited about what she's doing, and so I'm glad that she's uh, going to share some of her insights uh, as president of Quantum Endeavor with our audience today. But for those of you who don't know Relly Nadler, Relly is a master-level certified executive coach, psychologist, corporate leadership and team trainer, and Dr. Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. And Dr. Nadler's Leading with Emotional Intelligence, his brand new book, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers like you. And as we all know, and Raleigh and I talk about on every one of our shows, leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. But most leaders will underestimate just how much influence they have over others and, well, as a result, they can underperform. And, well, when they underperform, so do the teams around them. But doing just a few things differently can really dramatically improve your performance and your organizations. And in every one of our shows, Relly and I strive to bring you guests who can share insight that you can use right after the show and maybe even during the show to think about how to develop more leaders in your organization, what happy companies know about performance and emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies to be your best, brain and neuroscience contributions to top performance generation and gender differences that will help you understand others better and work-life balance practices. We love to share strategies for helping you manage both yourself and your boss, and we love to provide many tips and tools, as I'm sure Ann will do today, to help you be the best leader you can be. Relly, before we get into our conversation with Ann, can you talk a little bit about why we feel leadership development is so important and some of the science behind leadership development? Sure, Kathy. There is a lot of science and a lot of, a lot of research. Not, not only is it interesting, it's always... Uh, well proven with some of this evidence-based research. So one thing is, and leadership development news, we talk about leaders because leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. I know uh, for many of us here on the show and then also in the organization, some leaders, it's 90% influence over the climate of the team. And the reason is emotions are contagious, and the person who is the most contagious, we like to call as emotional thermostat, is the leader. Their emotions spread um, to others more so than anybody else. People are always looking to the leader to see how they should act. The key to being a star performer is someone performing in the top 10%. And it's kind of a tipping point. When you get into the top 10%, you are twice as valuable to the organization as someone in the 89th percentile. Well, how do you get into that top percent? Tap 10%, a lot of the tips that we have on the show, and also is very well versed in emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence in the general concept as a series of competencies is the way someone gets into the top 10%. When you compare that with how smart somebody is, their IQ, and technical expertise, what brings them into the organization. The further they move up, the more the skills 
gravitate into this world of emotional intelligence. And all of us on the phone are coaches, and we also know about organizations have training. Training alone can help uh, an organization in productivity. Some research shows as much as 22% bump in productivity for an individual. And if you add training along with ongoing tailored coaching, individual coaching, that bump in productivity goes up to as high as 88%. Kind of makes sense that you really are taking the information and saying, okay, how's this going to work for me? And Kathy and I have a program called Excel Institute where you can bring in uh, both she and I for uh, in-person training and also to develop some of these coaching networks. And bringing a coaching network into your organization can happen very, very quickly. And studies have shown that with emotional intelligence and happiness is tied to profit by more than 93%. So it's a great way to um, boost the performance of your organization. For more information about Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2c leadership for her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. And if you want more information about me, Dr. Riley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership for emotional intelligence books, free EI assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. So, Anne, welcome to the to the call. Thank you, Riley. Thank you very much. It's great to be here with you and Kathy. We're glad that you're here. I'm just going to mention a couple things that maybe I didn't say in the first intro, and then we'll we'll have some questions for you. One of the things that uh, that I'm excited about. It sounds like you really have taken a lot of your experience and put them into developing your own uh, trademark proprietary uh, programs. So you have programs called for your corporate success, uh, Quantum EQ, emotional intelligence. Quantum Game Changers, about innovation, the Quantum Start, successful onboarding, uh, your SOAR program, uh, leaders who are empowered, women who are empowered, shooting for the stars, not the ceiling. So these are all great things, and also we want to hear about what is uh, revolutionary leadership. So just a uh, quick backdrop. It looks like it's uh, for a long time, I won't say how many years, uh, because you have a lot of experience there. You were VP of Purchasing and Logistics and led an $8 billion purchasing and logistics organization to breakthrough levels. This was at Navistar. And you were also the VP of Product Development, led cross-functional product development, driving a billion-dollar program from concept to market for uh, 2,800 people. And also VP of Human Resources and Leadership Development, President in Training, and led leadership development and cultural change for more than 5,000 people. So you really got some great, great experience. So let's kind of maybe jump into, into asking some questions and so our listeners can benefit from that. Great. So, Anne, I, I want to ask you, before we get started, um, talking about your career achievements and, and some of the things that you're doing to, uh, to help others, at uh, Quantum Endeavors, who have been the people in your life along the way who have been most influential in your thinking and who you've become? Wow. Great question, Kathy. You know, sometimes people ask me who my role models are, and it always, uh, it makes me, I come up a blank because a role model is somebody that I would have had in my life that I aspired to be like. The, the truth is, the key influencers influences in my life were, were two men who believed in me very, very strongly. 
first and foremost, my dad. He modeled to me uh, the value of very hard work and achievement. And just as powerfully, he modeled that he never had any fun and he wasn't very empathetic or emotionally available. Mm. So that had, as you can imagine, had a huge influence on who I am and who I've become. The second gentleman was a CEO at my um, at corporation at Navistar. He had amazing confidence in me and continued to give me assignments that he knew I was ready for long before I knew myself. And yet his leadership style was well known as primarily fear-based and intimidation. Wow. That is pretty intense. And I want to talk more about how they have influenced you. But we are going to go to a break for the moment, and we'll be right back. So don't go too far. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic plays to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Ann Farrell and her organization, Quantum Endeavors. And um, and before... Uh, in the first segment, you were talking about your influencers, your dad, and the, and the CEO at... Uh, the organization that you're with, uh, say a little bit more about kind of the what you got from them and how that kind of led you uh, today. Because it sounds like, especially with your dad, uh, I know I've learned some things of how not to be from my dad, and it sounds like that was on some levels that you also got from uh, from your dad. Yeah, really, you were you're right on. Um, I admire my dad um, for everything that he is, and I learned from that where we were very different. So I think the the biggest reason that I point to these two people in my life as as people who influenced me is they both, I cared about them very much, they believed in me hugely, but they both actually forced me to take a stand for who I am Mm. 
and what I stand for. Mm-hmm. And there were many occasions, both personally uh, with my dad as well as professionally, because we actually worked together too, uh-huh. as well as with the, um, with the CEO. I, my, the big stands I had to take were with or against them. Mm. So uh, I'll say the number. Yeah, so and actually it enabled me to have the skill to do that many times throughout my 30-year corporate career. And for a woman um, working in a totally male-dominated world and one who began as a pleaser, um, these were the defining moments for me. Oh, wow. Now, Anne, when you are are talking about um, these competencies, you have created a series of tools and techniques and strategies at Quantum. How, How do you use them currently? And what is reveal? What is it? Revolutionary? <laughs> Beyond a tongue twister? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. I keep wanting to say revolutionary, but it, I'm trying to get the audience to hear it's revolutionary leadership. Exactly, beautifully said, Kathy. Um, the whole drive is. Uh, I guess my biggest lesson is um, my power is when I am authentically being uh, standing in my strengths. Mm. And so revolutionary or revolutionary leadership is about enabling leaders to stand in their strengths, right? Identify who they really are, the great leader that lies within. It's values-based, authentic leadership that lets them really tap into their, their, them at their best, their unique gifts, and also that fierce resolve that we have when our core values are challenged that really charges us to step up and make the difference that we have the potential to make by playing real versus roles and therefore playing big. So these are some uh, new language that you're introducing, and uh, I I certainly value and do a a similar thing, but say a little bit more because I'm sure there's, there's this method behind all this about introducing some of these play on words that you have and seeing things differently. I mean, maybe kind of from your experience uh, in the organizational world, uh, I guess part of this question is, you know, kind of why that and, and why do people need to, to maybe think and talk differently? Oh, thank you, Riley. You know, so what I've seen um, while I was in corporate and with my clients as well is that way too many leaders are caught up in being who they think their organization or their position wants or requires them to be. We have women who are trying to lead like men. We have introverts trying to lead like ENTJs. Mm -hmm. And everybody trying to lead like the leaders who seem to always get promoted. And yet when you try to connect with them one-on-one to find out what's really great about them, what comes up is this duality that who they are at work versus who they are at home, there's it's two different people. Now, Anne, you, you just used some language that some of our audience may or may not be familiar with, and you used Thank the you. word uh, extroverts versus INTJs. Um, you want to expand on that a little bit? Yes, let me do that, please. Um, so the most common profile for leaders in organizations is an ENTJ, which is a Myers-Briggs type, which is extroverted. It's um, a, a strong leadership style that can be designated as more command and control than maybe a softer, quiet, more introverted 
um, kind of leadership. So I stands for introverted, E stands for extroverted, Yes. N stands for intuitive, um, S is more sensing or analytical, T is thinking, J would be judging, whereas F would be feeling and P would be perceiving. Thank you. There's okay. a great um, overwhelming number uh, of ENTJs versus all of those other descriptors that you just laid out there. And many of it, much of it shows up in either a, um, a harder style, a result, what's perceived to be a, a strong results orientation, versus the softer style, which really has a lot of, I want to, softer, I'm, you can't see me, I'm doing these quote things, right? Uh, it's really where a lot of the emotional intelligence lies and the skills of really being able to have the self-awareness of what's going on with ourselves, what's going on with others, and the ability to motivate them where they stand. Very different from the traditional um, look of a command and control kind of leadership style. And as we know, we've dealt a lot with this on, on our show, these are all things that, that leaders can learn, and we're not saying that this is a makeover you have to change, but sometimes getting a little, uh, a little more emphasis on one style at the same time kind of keeping your strength. So that may be interesting, um, and because you know, all of us kind of deal with the Myers-Briggs and, and strengths, but kind of how do you uh, say a little more about how you maybe help someone discover their strengths, and, and I love the visual of, you know, what are you going to stand for? And just going back to your uh, experience of standing up for yourself with, you know, key men in your life, and I'm sure other people also. Um, you know, how does someone, uh, and how do you help someone identify some of those those strengths? Yeah, some of the, the key steps are, are just simply, you know, starting to introduce the concept of core values to the leaders in an organization and taking them through tools specifically that help them identify what they are for them, then letting them mirror those out to what their leadership stance would look like if they authentically stood in those values. Mm-hmm. When that hap- once that happens, Sally, what, what you see is leaders will start to say things in these exercises like, well, I have a different set of values whether I'm at work or at home. Right. Right? Or, you know, well... If I were filling this out about the kind of parent I want to be, then my, my values would look like this, but we're talking about work, so now my values are over here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. helping leaders see it's this, you know, when we split ourselves into this duality, we're really um, lessening our power. Yeah. Well, I think lessening the power and lessening the energy, lessening the passion. Yeah. Sometimes, I, sometimes I like to say to folks, sometimes the best part of yourself you leave in the car okay now i got to go work so you know yeah. I'll, I'll pick you up on my way, on my way home <laughs> from work and that's the best part of you is sitting in the car all day <laughs> exactly so that's exactly what this whole process is about what the revolutionary leadership is about is helping people see that their best parts are exactly who their organization wants them to be and that, that makes good sense and i think that your distinction between being real and being a, a, in a role mm-hmm. as a model are very true and very important for people who really want to be high performers because, as we all know, in being a professional, you have to bring the real you, the authentic you, to the table because there's no role 
that you can play 24 hours a day and be real. Mm. And that while we all know that, Kathy, so few leaders are actually playing that way. Interesting. Interesting. And, and so going back from what we know about emotional intelligence, some of the brain neuroscience, so you're saying either uh, be in a different role takes a lot of energy, or let me say it differently, drains yeah. a lot of energy to kind of be, you know, we all can do it, but it, it's, it's, it's draining. Yes. So say a little and, more about that, yeah. Sure. And not only is it draining, but what I've seen is that when we're in this role versus in the real, uh-huh. we're, we're sort of, think about not being on center anymore, and we lose access to the level of emotional intelligence we already have. We lose access to our feelings. We lose access to our wisdom, to our intuition, because we're not internally aligned and clear. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to say that. So um, losing access to what is there, it's almost like you have, it's, on, it's kind of these strengths are on mute. You know? <laughs> yes, it's <exactly. laughs> beautiful. Exactly. And, you know, when we, do, when we mute our authentic self, mm-hmm. That's when we get into trouble. Oh, absolutely. The one analogy I use with my um, clients is, you know, you know those um, chocolate Santas or chocolate bunnies that, that we tend to get as kids during yeah. the holidays? The hollow ones? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you want to be a solid chocolate one or a hollow one? <laughs> I'd like to be a solid white chocolate one because I just love white chocolate. Oh, but you see, and that's why I think a lot of us, get this picture that you're painting because, you know, it's not about um, what we want to be. It's how we come across to others and make sure they get us as we are our authentic selves. And, you know, Anne and Raleigh, one of the things that I'm fascinated by in this discussion is how real the discussion is because I think many times, um, you know, we get guests on the show who just, you know, want to talk about an opinion or, or practice um, an acronym. And while that's really helpful to the audience, I think one of the things that we can do is to talk about the cost to mm. both ourselves and others for not being authentic. So without further ado, we're going to go to a quick commercial. And Anne, if you can think about what role-playing costs us, we'll come back to that right after this break. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. 
Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with uh, Ann Farrell. From Quantum Endeavors, her website is www.quantumendeavors, just like it sounds, .com. And so before the break, Kathy was talking about the cost of playing the role versus being real. And um, how to, so maybe we can talk a little bit about how does that show up? I mean, what's the cost and, and then what's it look like? Because we, we're all very aware of self-awareness, and I know a lot of people um, may not know that they're in, they're not being real, um, and what would be some of the signs and symptoms that may help them? Mm. I think the very first way that it shows up, Riley and Kathy, is this, this huge aching that we're hearing from so many leaders about wanting to do more meaningful work, you know, about really wanting to be seen and wanting to make the right difference. So... In this role play space, it really walks us to this this imposter syndrome, mm. right? Where we're afraid, we're constantly afraid of being found out, or we're walking on some thin ice versus really being grounded in in the core of us. So it shows up with leaders with insecurities, who are inha- unhappy in their work, who've lost passion, um, who are disengaged. So often that disengagement, well, I've, I guess. In my experience, a disengagement starts inside before it expresses itself externally. Hmm. So if can I'm, you, yeah, can you give us an example? Yes, I. Um, so an example would be when I am no, when I know that I'm on the right path and I'm doing great work and I'm really standing in my gifts. If I'm working for a boss who's less than that, or in an organization that maybe um, is less inspiring than I'd love it to be. It really doesn't change the amount of passion and enthusiasm I bring to what I do. Makes sense. Makes sense. So you're saying if you're standing in your gifts, you, you kind of know it, and it, and it's it, it's a it's got a firm grip on you that even anybody around you can't kind of pull you out of that. Exactly right. I'm grounded in in that passion, right? I'm grounding in that real. Um, when I'm grounded there, it's very hard for the external environment to take me out of my game. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not grounded there, it's very hard for me to stay in my game, right? Because then it's like one bad boss, one tough experience, one, um, 
you know, grilling from the board of directors, and I'm on shaky ground. Yeah. Well, it goes back to, you know, confidence, and, and the, which is one of the uh, competencies. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with someone, uh, you know, I have a client where they, and you said this earlier, are very much into pleasing people around them. Mm-hmm. And I think we all want to do that, but I think that can pull you, pleasing others can pull you away from your own gifts. And I think in this situation, um, the person is, is doing a lot of activity, but it may not be getting the accomplishment they want. So that, that uh, division between activity and accomplishment, I think the accomplishment is really is when they're standing in their strengths, like you're saying, and, mm-hmm. and, and being true to who they are versus being kind of pulled to try to please others. And it feels so different, Ellie, when we're um, applauded or rewarded for work that pleases others mm-hmm. versus when we're really seen and recognized from the great stuff that comes from within. You know, that's a big one because I think it takes a very mature leader, not old. I'm not saying they have to be old. I'm saying mature leader. And I know a lot of people in their 20s, these millennials, that have a a very um, uncanny sense of what they want to do at a very young age, and they get mature quickly. They may not have the experience level that we'd like, but they get mature quickly. But I think one of the things they have learned is you have to get yourself in a mental model, a mental, I want to say, place where you can be you despite what an organization does to you or despite what you think the organization wants you to be. What do you think about that, Anne? I think you just eloquently stated a great definition for uh, revolutionary leadership. Mm. I've been well educated. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been reading your material. So That's, so you know we we see this and really I'm sure you do too in your work. These future leaders, these young smart people, who have said, "I'm not going to kind of swing on the low hanging fruit of." organizational wealth. I really want to deliver on my sense of purpose. How do you think those people fit into the future of you know, kind of corporate and not-for-profit America? Uh, I love that question. So um, let me go back to where I started just to show the evolution already. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning of my career, one of the things, the first time I ever met an executive coach was when I had just gotten this big promotion and they decided that it, that after the fact, they were going to give me um, a barrage of executive assessment tests, um, the first of which was an emotional intelligence test. Mm-hmm. And um, when, the, when, the, when the feedback came back, I had um, scored the highest score that this company had ever had anybody score, mm-hmm. way up in the high end 90s. At the, and what they said to me when they shared this was, and we just need you to know that your company doesn't, view this as a good thing. <laughs> right? They view this as, you know, being so good in the soft stuff as potential weakness. Right. Now, this is the same company that today has come so far that they hire me to coach their leaders in emotional intelligence. So, Kathy, I would say that same thing for the generations coming up. I think what we're seeing is lots of people are being um, raised, right, to be true to who they are. 
And organizations need to learn, just as, as they're still, as they have learned, but are still, some are learning more about the power of emotional intelligence. The power of this real play versus role play is something that the organizations need to get smarter about as well. Makes so, perfect sense. Uh, so along those lines, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, being true to yourself and, and knowing what those uh, strengths are. And then you have the kind of the interplay between the kind of the real uh, and the role. So, so why do you think it is so hard to, um, you know, to be to be real? Because I guess it goes back to some of the EI competencies yeah. of well, you know, one is adaptability, another is initiative. Like you're saying, uh, you had to be very adaptable. Uh, emotional intelligence doesn't mean just the soft skills. You know, some of these are yeah. who do you stand up to and against. But so what do, what do you see and why kind of being real is so hard? It, I think the truth of it is really that it takes a lot more courage. Mm. So to really show what we're made of versus just step into playing a role, first of all, it's courage to reveal. And second of all, it's courage because now if, it, if, if we fail, it's because of who we are and how we chose to do it versus, well, that role is just a flawed role. So it's, you know, I guess a metaphor for the difference between how much harder it is to um, play real than role is look at actors when they win the Oscars for their star, for this incredible performance and the roles they played. Mm-hmm. Watch them as they take the stage to be real in the delivery of their acceptance speeches. Mm-hmm. You know, in that moment when they get to be real it's very clear that, that there's a whole different level of stage presence and a whole different level of courage and skill and gift that it takes to stand in that place versus playing a role that feels so much safer because it's not really you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting that you're saying I'm just flashing on this idea of courage. It's almost like people have more courage to play the role than to be real because if they, if, if they fail... Being real really hurts. That's really painful. It's almost like uh, I remember in Halloween. I used to like wearing wearing a, a face mask, and I was like, "Wow, this is so freeing." You know, no one knows who I am. <laughs> I can be as go- I can be as goofy as I want, or make fun of people. No, they don't know who I am. And I think that's some of that same thing you're saying. Real the role. Yeah. Exactly. Now you know a lot of, of people read books. Um, on leadership, and they they read about some of these great leaders, and then they almost follow them like a a groupie yeah. through the media, and then when they get to a kind of a fork in the road, they use them as an example or a testimonial to their own leadership style. What do you think about that? Is that a safe thing for leaders to do, or is that perhaps something that that is inauthentic? Yeah, I I feel that that's um, it. It it may be safe under the definition that we just used, right? It's safer or le- takes less courage than to really figure out your game and to really be open with and, and connect from an authentic place with the people that you work with. But I think that it's, um, it's a small game. And it, it's a small game because it's so easy, as Ellie said, to, to put on the mask. 
we either in, and we can do it in the name of great leadership models. We can put on the mask of being a servant leader. But but if being a servant leader or a leader like somebody else, even if they are a great leader, because it was authentic, it came authentically from who they they were. If that's not authentically who we are, then we've just totally diluted our power and impact as well. Good point. Well, we're going to think a little bit more about this as we go to break. And when we come back, um, we'll talk about some of the organizations that you've worked with and what you found out about real, what we'll call revolutionary, revolutionary leadership. And... Um, and learn some more. So don't go away. This is Leadership Development News. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Today we're talking with a... Uh, 30-year corporate executive top performer who now is taking a lot of her uh, experience and skills and standing in her strengths and bringing it to you. Her website is www.quantumendeavors.com. And Farrell, who we're talking with. And so, Anne, um, you've got a great list of organizations. What we want to do is maybe find out, um, you know, what do you do for them and how does it, how does it start? Kathy mentioned the Chicago Cubs, GE, Alcoa, Sarah Lee. So, how do you, you know, how does someone get you, and, and what are some of the things that that, that you would do with them? Hmm, thank you. Um, so they get me by getting me, right? Uh-huh. Um, if you know, if what they're hungry for is turning up the passion, the engagement, and the results of their employees, of their leaders of wanting, as you do, as wanting more leaders to really be stars, then um, we connect and we talk about their, the environment that they've created for their leadership. And I start working with the leaders, but at the same time talking with the senior team as well about the role that they're playing in creating um, the expect, you know, that they're, they may be inadvertently promoting role play over real play. Mm. So I work with them on both levels so that um, the leaders, when they're taking this big risk and this courageous step to be real, that they can expect to find support for who they're trying to be. Now, when you say they can expect to find support, how, how do you get them to accept support? Because some of these people um, may have been told that they need help how do they know it's help because they're on the fast track to being high performers or they're getting help because uh, they may have earned um, the distinction that they're great leaders but maybe need a little polishing? Yes. So you're really asking the, the big question about how do we um, engage in coaching and have the leaders feel great about it. I like that. And it really is about... Um, helping them see that their organization is investing in them. Uh, it's a return on investment that they're expecting and that that's a good thing, right? That they know that there is more they can gain if the leader is willing to do the work. So once a leader understands that the organization sees this as an investment versus a fix, mm-hmm then at the, the leaders, they're more open to play, right? So they're more open to engage and really do the work that we all know of coaching, which is, is self-work. You know, and Andy, I want to check with you on this uh, in your practice. I know for me, I'd say uh, 75% of the people, you know, truly, it's truly development. This is a perk. It's, it's succession. It's moving forward for them, and they really see it that way. And probably only about 25% are kind of the problem folks and, and that, you know, this person really has an issue. Uh, and I'm even seeing less of that. I mean, it really is people who are on the succession track 
and their boss or leader says, you know, this is worth putting a little bit more time into this person because they're, they're almost there, and what can I help to propel them to, to be there? Or, or do you find it in, in the people you work with? And I'm finding that that percentage of where it's an investment in good people to be great is even higher than it used to be. Uh-huh. So especially post-recession and post-layoffs and post, um, you know, dealing what they may have seen as a lot of, of, of as their performance issues or the holding on to the high performers and the um, good performers only, what the, what's concerning most of the companies that I work for now is how do they retain these people? Right. Right? And so it's much less about um, fixing or intervention. It really is about we want our people to know that we believe in them, that we are willing to invest in them, and they, we want them to be here for the big game. And, you know, one of the things that I have come across uh, in my work as a coach, and I'm not sure if the both of you have, but... Um, I'm not sure if all companies have made that quality distinction. Uh, And so sometimes people get concerned when a coach shows up to help them be their authentic self uh, Mm -hmm. that there's something wrong. When, in fact, what we're seeing is there's something very right about them which they want to share more of, expose more of, and develop more of. Exactly. Kathy, I think part of that is um, another symptom of this whole role play thing. Right? So a coach shows up, and maybe the leader's fear is, oh, great, now I'm going to learn that I've been playing it all wrong. Or my boss thinks my role um, in the organization should look different, or my leadership style should be different. I, I think it really does come into play the amount of insecurity and lack of confidence that this whole role play work um, in organizations is creating with their leaders. So when a coach shows up, they're not really already naturally standing in their strength and confidence as a leader. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I think well, one of the things, Anne, just in hearing you talk about this for, for people who are thinking about uh, having a coach, you know, this is a uh, typically the way it works is a confidential relationship that that any of their insecurities about real or role should come up in the coaching, but then that's not uh, revealed to their boss or HR that, you know, in true development situations, you know, they're saying, it. yeah, we want you to have this confidential relationship because we want this person to grow. We don't need to know all the details. We just want them to, to be the best person they can be. Oh, and what a great way to describe um, coaching as well is that we are the safe container Right. where the leaders get to you know, figure out what exactly that is and start to really stand in it more with us as their support. Well, that's a great way to say it. So it's almost like we talked about with coaching, kind of having this thinking partner who can, who can uh, maybe notice your strengths and then help you stand in your strengths more. Uh, and then, and with you, and then you eventually, you know, you don't, you don't need the coach because you, you got the knowledge and you got the practices. Exactly. So, Anne, one of the things I want to make sure that um, our audience knows about your exceptional career is what you're doing now, what you're looking towards in uh, 2011, and um, what we might be able to learn more about by going to your site. Thank you. Um, So, 
you know, rev- this whole revealing, this whole stepping into real versus role, um, the play on words with revolutionary leadership, I really am... 2011 for me is about making this revolutionary freeing of people to be them um, bigger, broader, more visible so that um, we are shaking more people up and, and, and waking up the great leader within. So I have a lot of programs that, um, that your listeners can um, learn about at both your, my uh, quantumendeavors.com as well as another site your corporate success. And these programs are all about meeting the leaders where they are and helping them step up and into that star performance role. And I think, Relly and Kathy, in your experience, with the star performers that, that you have found, that you have supported uh, to create, I think you'll find that these are leaders who already know to play real. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's helping more leaders do that and, you know, really find a way to have people, it, without having to change their jobs or their careers, mm-hmm. find meaningful work. And I think this idea of, uh, and I'd say this is not a makeover. If anything, it's trying to say it, it's, a, uh, it's a moreover. Well, kind it's of. like she said, it's a <laughs> Not only is it a moreover, but one of the things I heard Ann say is, is this a repair? And I'm thinking, is this a repair or is this a reveal? It's a reveal. Thank you. I love it. We got repair and reveal, and then we got makeover and moreover. Love it. Uh, So we got a couple coin terms from this call itself. And don't forget the solid versus the hollow chocolate bunny. Oh, yeah, yeah. How could I forget that one? So I think this idea of really identifying people, uh, you know, what their strengths are and how do they, how do they do those more. Maybe I think we've got a couple minutes left. What are like, uh, what are some of the key tools and how do you, you know, um, engage folks? And it sounds like some of it's around their values, at least initially. Right. Start with their values, uh, then move to their strengths, and very quickly um, their purpose as well, and then support them as they they paint. What does their real leadership look like when it comes from those places and it does that kind of work. From, you know, once they can see that picture, then it's really supporting them with the tools very strongly. Um, I'm with you guys. The, the power, most powerful tool to help them effectively be that real leader is their emotional intelligence. So it's working through um, the areas in that which are, uh, could be the most impactful and powerful for where they're starting and where they can go. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Where they're starting and where they can go. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. This has been great, Anne. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Kathy. Really, this has been all my pleasure. Oh, good. Well, we really do appreciate that, for, you know, especially getting a like, like-minded uh, soul and being able to come off with uh, some of your tips. So, uh, you have, as far as the website, www.quantumendeavors.com, and then you just mentioned yourcorporatesuccess.com if you want to know some more about um, Ann Farrell. Thank you, Ann, so much. Thank you. And this has been Leadership Development News. Uh, tune in again and, and hear another uh, exciting leader with uh, some practical tips next week. 
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.